0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident.
3: Rob Ryan Red is a brand new Wrexham AFC Fans podcast by Nathan Salt and Richard Fay. Now, maybe you're well-versed in Wrexham history or maybe you're new here. So here's a few things to jog your memory.
1: Here is Vose. Great job by Don Vose. And still Vose... Jennings, the captain, Wrexham's top goalscorer, 13 for the season, 14, Wrexham lead, it's Wrexham work, Chester now. it's McDonough for Wrexham, still Jerry McDonough, it's back currently in, McDonough round the keeper, Wrexham, Wrexham,
0: Made to the lead ladies, if yesterday was a block!
1: Hello, welcome to this new episode of Rob Ryan Red the Wrexham AFC podcast. I'm Rich Fay. I'm joined this week by Nathan Salt. Nathan, how are you doing?
3: Very good, Rich. I, uh, I wasn't expecting too much when I tuned in and bought the Oval game, but you know, Wrexham can surprise us now and again.
1: Yeah, and this podcast can surprise us as well, because it's not just myself and you today. We've got a special guest, friend of the show, James Kelly, joins us. And James, we just maybe discuss before we came on how, how to sort of refer to you as... Uh, you're making a documentary at the moment about Wrexham Football Club, about the sort of turmoil and the, the gritty nature of the club before the Hollywood investment. Don't want to give maybe too much away about that. We'll have you on when the, when the documentary is ready to be released. But you've got a long affection for the club. And yeah, this documentary, exciting times for you.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's a pleasure to be on and uh, I feel like, yeah, I mean, as you say, I'm a, sort of a friend of the show. I think is is a nice way to describe me. Um yeah, I mean, I, I am a Rex fan as well and um it was it was more a case of with this documentary like looking at obviously how the club has sort of where we've come from and because I feel like everyone at the moment is going on about how wonderful things are and how exciting times are ahead, but I think it's important to reflect and to look back on obviously sort of some pretty sort of terminal times for us I guess but you know things that obviously weren't so good for us back in the day and I think it's important that people certainly who don't follow the club and who don't know about the fact we've almost disappeared twice you know know about that history and it gives it kind of a a more sort of full context I suppose.
1: Yeah exactly I mean that's what's going to make our sort of rags to riches story hopefully that bit more impressive isn't it the fact that we have been at the lowest ebb that any team ever has really been at, and we've come so close to extinction. Like you said, it's the fans that are so special, and you know Rob and Ryan keep on alluding to that community, to that fan base, and it really is a special club. Again, every week, myself and they say every club can say they're special, but this team really, <laughs> every really, week, yeah, Rich,
3: every week. And no, James, I I've known I've known James a while now, and James, you obviously lived even further south than i do now and so we would always kind of see each other a lot of the the very the grim trips the kind of Eastleigh, dover those kind of horrible ones but uh i don't know like just as as a quick one before we get into it what's been one of your favorite away days because i did Yeovil last year i think i saw you there and that was terrible for me so pick what are the one of the better ones for you
0: I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I went to you kind of alluded to it then, Ethan. I went to uni in Exeter, so it was it was almost my dream really to have us go up and then play Exeter away and literally just be able to walk thirty seconds out of my student house and <laughs> go to the away end of St James's Park. I mean, unfortunately, it, it never happened. But yeah, I, I think certainly down that way. I mean, Torquay was always a very strange one. You know, people would be sort of on the terraces saying about, oh, you know, we've got a sort of five-hour trip back, and I was thinking I'm literally on the train for twenty minutes and then I'm home. Um so that that always stands out and then a bit a bit of a weird one I always enjoyed going to Fleet I don't really know why I can't really pick out one thing about it I'm probably the only person who's ever said that um but i easily the
3: only about, person who ever said that easily the yeah, only person who's ever not said in that fans like going to Fleet like <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know what it is I, I think it's just kind of I think what it was is it a few years ago when we lost I think it was 3-0 wasn't it when um, they didn't was there I was yeah, there. No, when they, no. When what was it? When they didn't. When they didn't warm up yet, and you just had. A, I think it just epitomised just a sort of chaotic away day, and it, it was just very obviously. Wrexham was a town and not a verb, but it was. You know, what I mean, it was very Wrexham <laughs> the way that it yeah, yeah. didn't have the team warming up. Like I remember afterwards, um, you had like Kemi Augustine on Twitter, kind of just posting like, angry emojis, which I mean, obviously made a sort of reappearance this season with a certain person. Um, <laughs> and then yeah you just i don't know it's strange i remember the bus broke as well uh, got in at like two in the morning it was just a load of things happened that you just kind of looked at and thought this is this is just kind of what away day is all about it was a very nice barman in the pub as well so just, just little things like that for some reason some reason that stand out and then in terms of actual successes i en- i always enjoy um going to tram there yeah i mean obviously that polaroid game was uh, was a particularly special one. I remember the, the celebrations mm. after that were pretty insane,
1: weren't they? And yeah, who, who knows what the future holds? We've, we, Like we said, we, we're recording this and we know there's events going on and there's lots of sort of permutation of what could happen between now and the end of the season, so we're not going to go into that too much. Today we're doing, I'm guessing as the title will tell you, a Player of the Season special. We've had this in the pipeline for about two weeks now. It seems about the right time to do it. Of course, the caveat of Player of the Season is they're always awarded before the end of the season. So, particularly in our instance now, there could be a lot of twists and turns and, you know, someone could emerge as the hero. They could have that moment. I remember, was it two years ago when Jermaine McGlashan got our moment of the season because he scored the winner at Barnet, which secured a <laughs> playoff place. Um,
0: Jermaine McGlashan, what a player.
1: He's he's one for the last when the race course past, isn't he? Yeah, because...
0: what a player. That huh. goal as well, I just remember, just remember him running through. It was just like, was it him, a defender in the keep? And yeah, and he lifted it over that. him. Yeah, and he oh. just like, trickled in on the other side. It was, mm. br- it was brilliant. David.
3: I remember I saw Jermaine McClashan and I just thought, that he's one of the fastest people I've ever seen. And then it took me about another two minutes to realise that the ball didn't really follow him. So he was no. very fast as a sprinter, but the ball it, as a footballer, it didn't quite work out. He's one of those players rest,
1: who, he was really good at chasing his first touch. <laughs>
3: yeah, one of those. One just of those.
1: bouncing away. But yeah, so that's what we're saying. There could still be some twists and turns between now and the end of the season. There might be a player who, does become the player of the season. Also, if they had a, a ridiculous run between now and the end of the season, they could be a Wembley hero for all we know and we could be there to cheer them on. But we're going to basically narrow down the list before we get started, I think, aren't we? I mean, we've all been discussing this on our WhatsApp group beforehand anyway. Any of you want to go ahead with the sort of nominees yourself? or? Oh, how I, I, we I,
3: guess, I, I guess just give the floor to James. You know, he's the guest. He, he can sort of throw in the first name and we can, we can go from there, Rich. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's fair. So... James, we'll let you maybe take your pick. We were thinking straight off the bat, Luke Young, Fiat Kelleher, and Rhys Hall-Johnson as the three sort of mainstays throughout the entire season. Any of those lead the line for you at the moment
0: yeah I mean I I think they're three very good shouts Rich I mean I would also probably put Kwame Thomas in there purely just on the basis of I know it isn't kind of expectation versus reality but I remember when he signed uh with the greatest of respect kind of looking at his goal record and thinking like oh dear um but he's actually been and his overall play when you consider how big he is and how physically he is and I think we've, we've lacked that in many seasons having you know, I mean, we've we've had sort of like you sort of Ferdinand Tackies and Simon Ainges and people like that who oh, you know they're they're big and then they don't do anything. But obviously with Thomas, you have his ability. To, you know, he's got I think eight or nine goals, isn't he? Um, which you know is is not not a bad return. Um, certainly when you consider I I think the most goals he'd scored before uh, was when he was at Solliol a few years ago. So, so I'd certainly put him in the mix as well. Um, And then I think, yeah, I mean, obviously we'll discuss the sort of three you've uh, proposed in more detail. But I think out of those four, I I think it has to be probably picked out of them i mean you could also put jordan davis in there based on his, his recent form i mean we were saying about you know him being in the euro squad or something i think certainly it would be a shame if he didn't get in there um but no in, i you know, was thinking
1: out. tongue in cheek as well though if jordan davis got a euro oh, we'll get on him later if he got a euro 2020 call up it could clash with the playoff final that's the <laughs> ultimate club versus country dilemma of course, you won't be playing at the Euros, but saying you could go to the Euros of Wales or try and help your hometown club get
3: promoted—it's have a win-win
1: or lose-lose
3: because that—that I... that would be peak Wrexham for Jordan Davis to turn down a spot in the Euros <laughs> to play for Wrexham against Hartley—I do against Hartlepool or Stockport someone in the final 4 0 down after ten minutes. Yeah, for us to, yeah, for us yeah. to get absolutely hammered and Wales a batter in Turkey and. Uh, and and the rest Gareth of Bale be, was injured. Yeah. They need
1: to bring someone on.
3: Uh, you just that would be that would be you know like we said about Wrexham being a verb, that would be peak Wrexham um, so, yeah. for Jordan Davis. But yeah, I think uh, I don't know uh, who if you had a ballot, James, who would you be putting as as your player of the season? Do you think?
0: I mean, the the trouble is, is it's obviously somewhat safe and it's also somewhat boring based on the fact he won it last year um, officially. But I think. Just in terms of his consistency, Luke Young is just... He's mm. just such a consistent player and obviously he's, he's got the odd goal in him, you know, as we saw against... Was it Boreham Wood back at the start of the season? Like, I mean, That know, was a stunner.
3: His, that was, that was a stunner. What, that, one. That, that, that free kick was a stunner.
0: Yeah. That's what that's um, what I mean. It, it's it's not just the fact he scores goals. It's the fact that when he scores, quite often they are either from the spot or from sort of 25, 30 yards out. Um, I, I think as well he's just somebody who... He's very much one of those players that you kind of, the amount of energy he has in running around, you look at and sort of think, he, it's obviously cliche, but you know, he sort of, you can see the passion and he's sort of playing for the shirt. And I think he, he's very much a fan's favourite. Um, I think, as I say, if I had to narrow it down, I can't really pick between him and Resor Johnson. Um, I'm sure I'll, I'll have to come to a conclusion by the end of it. I'll have a think uh, whilst you're talking. But I, I think with or Johnson as well, I mean, Kind of hand over to you, Nathan. But he's been—I wouldn't call him a revelation, but certainly someone that we didn't expect the right back to to come on and do the sort of things he's done. I suppose. No,
3: I mean for me, for me, I've, I've been consistent for m- most of the season. That Resor Johnson is my player of the season. Um, you know, he's Wrexham got 17 clean sheets, isn't it? This season, he's played in 13 of those games. He's got six goals, which is Four second files, highest, of, I think. Yeah, which is second highest of any defender in the league, though. If you yeah. if you factor in Eastleigh's Joe Tomlinson, but then you look at Tomlinson and go, well, he's Eastleigh's designated penalty taker, and so seven of his nine goals are from the spot. You think, obviously, uh, Reesor Johnson hasn't got any any goals from the spot. Obviously, Luke Young scored. I think it's five penalties of his ten goals. You think Reesor Johnson? came out of the traps flying. I remember that first goal against Boreham Wood to to open the season. Very fortuitous in a way, you know, he obviously gets the deflection and flies past the keeper. But you think he's had so many big contributions, that goal against Boreham Wood, I think, Weymouth away when, you know, cross shot, whatever you want to call it, I'd say it was a cross, but... You know, I feel like Resor Johnson. You can't not say that was a cross. Well, they're going to say this. You could never they're claim gonna...
1: that as a shot. I'm not having that. You know, I love him. No way, anyone no. could ever say yeah. that's a shot. But
3: but I think when when we had Obeng on the other week, Rich, and one of the comments I got back was that he's sort of the first fullback we've had since Obeng that really looks like a major attacking threat. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, we've had obviously Carrington slot in there. You've had people like Kevin Roberts in there. Uh, you know, but with all due respect to, to both of those, they're not kind of they don't possess the dynamism they're, of attack. They're...
1: They're, they're a type of fullback you don't see often in the non-league because Reese Hall Johnson is very much that sort of modern fullback who does a hell of a lot of attacking, but his job primarily is still to defend. And that's the thing as well about Hall Johnson. It's almost cliche and lazy for us to say he's really good going forward, but he's also really solid at the back and he's given us that out ball. The amount of times now, I know it's quite a lot down to formation, but when we get the ball in midfield and it's the two full-backs or the wing-backs who are doing those overlapping runs and driving us forward. And one of the reasons our attack was functioning so well with people like Kamami Thomas when he was fit in the middle was because it had those those wingers, basically, who are, who are full-backs, who are just giving you that extra width, getting those overlapping runs, making the space. We've seen him cutting sides for his goals as well. So, yeah, like you said, Nate, I think he's he's really just revolutionised the full-backs, and we're up to speed with the modern game, really. I think our, our old full-backs were just a bit safe and a bit too yeah, traditional.
3: Safe. safe. And I think when you look at Jamie Record as well, throw, throw it back to, to James, I think when you look at Jamie Record, I, I liked him for spells, but I think he's really fallen off. In a way that Riesel Johnson just hasn't. I mean, Riesel Johnson's had a few injuries that have kept him out of games, but really, I think he he's been somebody that Dean looks at and goes, if he's fit, he's in there. You know, he he's Mister Dependable, and you're always going to have a threat down the right. You know, he's got that strength and he's got that speed. You know, he's not he's not going to be brushed off the ball. He is. I mean, he's no Matt Reed or John Akinder or and like that, but he's a unit as a fullback in my opinion. And yet he still got that burst of speed, that Jermaine mcglashan type speed. So um, for me, Jermaine mcglashan type speed. I was not expecting that to be trademarked. <laughs> uh, I I need to move past that because I'm stuck in some sort of Jermaine McGlashan loop that I need to get out of. But yeah, I think I think uh, uh, on on Resor Johnson. If I stick on him for now before I go back to things i had to say about Luke Young, um, I, I think Resor Johnson for me is just. Been, you know, like Luke Young has, but Riesel Johnson's been very consistent. And I think, just as a new player, he's come and hit the ground running. And it'd be no surprise to me if, if we didn't go up. Sorry to say that, that there would be league interest in Riesel Johnson. He could easily cut it, I think, in, in the league or two above. Yeah, I guess
1: that's the, the one positive, and maybe one of the bigger changes we'll see from, from the takeover. It's not just the players that we'll buy the summer, but it's the players we might be able to keep now people would be able to match league contract offers for if we weren't to go up. And that's the one thing that gives me the sort of optimism going forward because you look at that Rexman squad and it is still a squad where you've got a lot of players who are still yet to hit the peak of their career, really. Luke Young, 28. Hall Johnson, 26. Kelleher, 25. Record himself, 29. You've got Jordan Davis, who's 22. Kwame's 25. Dior Angus is 27. You know, there's players there, and there is that sort of nucleus of players who are younger, who we might be able to, if we got them all in on permanent deals and maybe was able to give them a bit longer, you know, you've got a squad there who could be something special in the years to come regardless. But maybe before we get too much into the Reese Hall-Johnson route, you said you wanted to speak a bit more about Luke Younger, and Nathan. I guess the case forward for Luke Young is this. He's played more matches than anyone else in the Wrexham squad this season. More minutes than any player in the Wrexham squad this season. Top goal scorer, one player of the year last year. Like you said, he, he makes everything tick. He scores the spectacular goals. What more could you want?
3: Yeah, J- James was spot on there. Yeah. I, it seems like a very safe and obvious and almost bland pick, but but you know there's a reason that Luke Young has played more minutes this season than anyone else. Dean trusts him implicitly in the middle you know more so than a Jay Harris or, or or more so than kind of the Dan Jarvis who you know who people have been were crying out to see and and actually those cries have kind of gone very very quiet in in recent weeks and you know Devonte Redmond who we we pined for very early on in this podcast but yeah I, I just think for me when I watch Luke Young I think he's just sort of that 7 out of 10 which is cliche but he's 7 out of 10 every week in my opinion the only game where I thought he was very off was the nil-nil against Chesterfield recently, where I thought he looked like he was absolutely shattered, and and I was actually calling for him to to come off there because I just thought he 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 was really off the pace. But that's so rare for him, you know. I, I'm not used to seeing Luke Young really out of a game. I mean, he controls the tempo, I think, so well. And like James was saying, from set pieces, I mean, he's arguably one of the best in the division. In terms of if you needed someone, if you needed a set piece to save your life. And you had Luke Young standing over it. I mean, you've got a good chance of living, I think. if You you know, his free kick against Boreham Wood, Keeper doesn't even move. I watched that back earlier on. Keeper's just completely rooted to the spot. His penalties, he hasn't missed a penalty this season. He's just, you know, I mean, a lot was said and made about the the Jordan Davis free kick recently. Who was that against? Only the other day. Yeovil. Yeovil, that was it. And, uh, you know, Luke Young, for me, I think he he could easily do the double and get, both goal of the season and player of the season
1: yeah i guess maybe goal of seasons want to to come on to maybe towards the end of the podcast if we can remember them all there has been a lot this season to be fair uh james yourself anything else you've got to add on on luke young the case for
0: i'm not sure to be honest i mean i think as nathan said it's it's kind of very much like it is it is a bland choice in a way but there is a reason for it and i think you look at him in midfield he's arguably the one player that you look to and you think it's not a case if you, you watch us and think oh god you know is he going to be all right today because I think that's something that particularly not just us just in non-league in general is that obviously the standard of play you're going to get players that are inconsistent and are not able to you know give you a seven seven and a half out of ten every week but I feel like Luke Young is one of those rare players that that does that and obviously there are some games that you look at and you know, if you were just watching casually, you wouldn't maybe notice like everything he does um, in the sense of, you know, he's not someone that's going to be sort of five or six players. He's not going to be bombing up and down a wing because he's just more in that middle. But I think he's somebody that you just kind of have to look at and think overall. He is, you know, if, if someone was to ask you, the way I look at this is if someone was to ask you who, you know, who is Raxon's best player? um, you know, who who your sort of players to watch out for. If someone had never seen his play, you would you would throw Luke Young in there 100%. And I think also with with Hall Johnson, to kind of just add to what we were saying um, about sort of full in days gone by, I, I would agree, I think, since bang on the right, we haven't really had, certainly in the past few years, I mean, you look at, you know, the likes of sort of, like James Hurst or like Jazzy Barn and Bob, like it, it's, it's almost become like a bit of a joke at right back. And I think left back wise, we, we've been a bit better. Obviously we we had Ashton there in days gone by and then, you know, Sean Newton would have that decent season in that sort of 15, 16 mills sort of, you know, um, total football as it were. Um, and, and then, you know, he kind of, kind of dropped off a little bit. I think Jennings, Jennings would have, mm. would have games that would be, be a world beater. But like I'm saying with Luke Young, he was also quite inconsistent, I felt. Um, and I think it's a similar sort of thing. You look at Jamie Record on the left. Um, I think he started very well. I remember some of his early season games, you really looked at him and Hall Johnson and thought, wow, this is, you know, like we we were saying, modern football. And it was nice to have fullbacks that were, you know, solid defensively. It was, it was like Jordi
1: Alba and forwards, Danny Alves, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, yeah. And I mean, no disrespect, but I, I compare that to like Kevin Roberts, who was a little bit of an immovable object, really, at right-back in the sense of, you know, a bit positively in the sense he was a good defender. But he also just wouldn't really, like, go sort of past the halfway line, I felt, a lot of the times. But you look at Riesel Johnson, he's... I think he has fallen off the past few weeks. There's been one or two games. You mentioned the Chesterfield game, you think he looks a bit knackered. But I think that's only natural. Um, I think especially given given the way he plays. But I feel like it's, it's very much a case of, if you look over the season... He's not really helping making a case for one of them over the other. Um, I think they—they they are the two really you have to look at. I mean, I, I suppose we can always speak about the other couple of options.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's what you've got to say. There's there's a reason why the players who keeps trusts are playing every week, isn't it? You've got to have that. That like I know. I mean, there isn't a better word than trust really from the manager, and he's got to have that faith in you, and that's what he does in Luke Young and. Uh, particularly as a midfielder, I think that's why Keats loves Luke Young so much because he really does understand what his role on the pitch is and he understands that, okay, Luke Young might not always be the most spectacular and even looking through the list, someone like Jordan Davis has more flair, more excitement. It's probably a player who gets bums off seats more but Luke Young is like when Jay Harris used to play and every time he got the ball, you'd chow- shoot because you just want to see him have a pop and test the goalkeeper, particularly at this level. And yeah, Luke Young for me, he's just got that, not just sort of experience, but he's got that sensible head and he's calm on the ball. He very rarely does something stupid. Okay, yeah, he had a few rash moments and I'll mention that Newport red card again because that still annoys me to this day. But he genuinely, when he gets the ball, he knows what he's going to do. He has an idea in his head and if not, he'll maybe do a nice little sort of faint, take it past one defender, then ping it out wide. He's he's very good at getting the ball turned over, winning it back, and then playing a simple pass as well. And I think that's been been crucial this season. Player that none of us though have mentioned is Kelleher. You know, he's the second highest in terms of appearances and minutes this season for Wrexham. I mean, we were worried that missing Pearson. and we know we've seen Pearson in the last few weeks, and he really has sort of given us all a reminder of just how good he still is. Okay, maybe he's not got the stamina and the sort of fitness at the moment to be playing as regularly as we'd like, but Kelleher has come in and fair play to him. I wasn't expecting much at all, but he really has given us that solid backbone. And Nath, I know you mentioned the clean sheets before, particularly with Rob Layton out for most of the season. Huge credit to the defenders in front of him.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think he he does deserve credit because it, you know, when we've had these runs, we've always been pretty good in recent years defensively, but that's obviously typically been built on the same back four. Or you know, we've gone with a back five this season. We can't say this season it it has been a settled back five. We've had Tyler French in there. You've had Theo Vassell in there. You've had Carrington at centre half. You've had you know fullbacks have changed. We've shifted French out. You've Chuck Pearson in there. James Horne. Yeah, one minute you're asking Kelleher to be sort of the, the leader, the captain. Next minute you need Pearson to be it. And, and so I think, yeah, he deserves a lot of credit. He's he's just a very classy footballer. That's how I would describe it. He's just a very, very classy defender. He makes good decisions. And that's what I was going to say about Luke Young as well. I feel like the players that Dean trusts the most, it's not necessarily that they're head and shoulders, the most talented players in the, in the squad. It's just that they make the right decisions at the right time and they've got very good composure you know they they rarely make huge huge mistakes i mean keller's keller like any player that we go through on this list have had moments this season where you look back and go Oof, that that wasn't great or shouldn't have let that ball bounce like james said about Reece or johnson i think yeah maybe he has tailored off a bit in the last few weeks but over the course of the season keller has been a big reason why we've why we've got as many clean sheets as we have and if if we're gonna try and build something out with these new owners, I think Viacro Keller has somebody that you look at and go, Yes, he can be a long term successor to, to Sean Pearson, which as we know all both of us know that is not they're not easy boots to fill.
1: No, exactly. I think you mentioned the clean sheets as well. We've been so blessed in, in the last decade really with the defence we've had. We've had Creighton, you know, we've had Manny Smith, Nat My Percival, Sean Pearson. Fiacre Kelleher, I think, is one of the other players to add onto that list because he is so good. And like we said, he's only 25 years old and you get the sense that no matter what league we're in next season, he's a player that would be starting for us regardless because he really is top quality. James, for you, is there an argument to say he could be the player of the season?
0: I think to say player of the season is a bit too far, um, to be honest with you, because I think if you look at kind of, you know, like we've mentioned, defensively, this season, as we have, you know, maybe not so much last season, but you know, overall, the past five, seven years, we have been pretty solid defensively. And I think a, a large part of that is the fact that it's more sort of a unit rather than obviously Pearson has an awful lot of leadership ability. And as you mentioned, him coming back is really, I feel a lot safer now he's back in the team. Um, no, you know, I mean, that's not no sort of slander on the other defenders, you know, the likes of Keller and French and Vassell, but I feel like certainly generally you look at when we had for example pearson and smith that was it was very much i looked at that i mean some people may disagree with me but i very much looked at that as it was the two of them and then you had layton behind them and that was why it worked so well it wasn't necessarily you know i think we saw that last season how you know obviously layton was sort of in and out the team pearson had fitness issues obviously Manny Smith was unfortunately forced to retire and we really really did suffer because it wasn't that cohesive unit and I think this season it's it's a case of that we've kind of got that back and as you say I think Keller is very much the sort of cornerstone of that defense but I think to say he individually is the player of the season I think is a little bit too far
3: yeah I I- that's a fair point to make I think that's a fair point to make Rich though that you know a lot of it you you rattled off all those players I mean they they were obviously very good individually, but they were it worked so well as a unit as a cohesive unit that you know I think as well we were talking about the fullbacks before the reason we've been so good defensively is we've often had defense minded fullbacks you know we've we've put, we've had a Carrington in there a Kevin Roberts people like that that defensively were so so solid and it it worked as a unit for me Keller has been brilliant but is he player of the season I I would say probably not. But I, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're you're sort of leaning towards that he could be. I
1: think you've got to appreciate what he does. And I think the thing about Kelleher, which maybe it's very hard to gauge and even making this as a point might sound ridiculous, but you take him out of the team and then I think that's when you notice him. I think that that absence at the back really would be telling without him. And I think if we didn't have him this season as well as Pearson being out, then we wouldn't be in the position we are now. I think he has just kept that consistency at the back. And, um, you know, we've spoken about that so many times in the last couple of minutes, about the unit, the overall defensive shape and responsibilities you have as a as a back four or a back five, including your goalkeeper. And Kelleher's been at the heart of that. He's someone who's so consistent and you like we say with Luke Young, you know what you're gonna get from Kelleher. Okay? They're playing a non league, so you've got to have a bit of expectation and realism about what these players are actually capable of. We're not expecting them to be Maldini at the back, but Kelleher for this level, is a very, very solid defender. And I think he's still football equality. And I think that really is something that we will see more next season, regardless of which league we're in, when we've got that fresh start, the consistency, and maybe a new partner alongside him as well. But Keller definitely has to be in the mix. But like you have both said there, I'm not quite sure he, he gets my vote. But I guess we'll decide that in in the next few minutes I, or so.
3: I think I think though, Rich. I think one of the things to to note on this award as well that you know for certain people that I've seen on Twitter. I think you got to remember it's an award of. It's not that who is the best player at the club award because if if it was who is the best player at the club, Jordan, it's not a conversation. Jordan Davis is far and away the best player we have, and have had in a, in a long time, in my opinion. But it's that isn't the award. So I've seen Jordan Davis floated about. But you've got to think that he didn't score until March. Early on when we started the the pod in February of this year, we were quite critical of of uh, Jordan Davis that was very low on confidence, almost unrecognisable to the player we've seen at Halifax and we've seen against Yeovil and, and and ever since, really, Woking away and whatnot. And you know he's produced a number of great moments, great highlights, none better than away at Halifax He's he's easily the most talented player, and yet for me, he isn't in the kind of the top three players of the season for me because he he's turned it on since March. Yeah, I
1: totally agree with you on that one. I think John Davis perhaps just sums up the. I don't know what word to sort of use for it, but it's just sort of the flaw we have as football fans. And this is no criticism of Wrexham supporters because we're all guilty of it ourselves. But a player playing well right now doesn't mean that you can just forget what's happened in the months ahead. And it's been a long old season. And you know Jordan Davis has played thirty, uh, sorry, thirty four times for us this season. I can't remember twenty five of those appearances to be honest. And that's no criticism of him. He's always had those there's always been those signs you know the way that he he moves the ball around when he has his head high and you know a lot of it has been confidence this resurgence for him and he's looking excellent at the moment he's very much is a football league player and i don't just mean league 2 i'm he's looking like a, a league one well, maybe even championship player at the moment he's playing so well but that's not been a reflection of his entire campaign so like you said Nate, i think it would be a unjust to to say he is player of the season he's definitely got the credentials he's got all that ability that that we've seen and he's got the full package but James you mentioned sort of Kwame Thomas before and I guess Jordan Davis sort of falls into that bracket of the the players just below who have had excellent spells but not an excellent entire season of course for Kwame that's because it's been cut short by injury but your thoughts on Jordan Davis James?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously one of the things I think you need to consider is, I mean, <laughs> what you said about how, you know, Nathan was saying like 25 of those appearances, you, you can't really remember. Um, I think it's very much a case that at the start of the season, I think obviously I'm not sort of defending Keats, you know, completely, but it was very much a case of trying to fig- figure out the team and stuff. And I feel like, I, like, it's like I remember. Um, being at the Yeovil game, and I actually was looking at Jordan Davis, um, you know, sort of just from a perspective of hearing all these great things when we had him the first time, and then he goes to Brighton, and obviously it was that sort of shame that not actually seeing him play, and having him back, I was was very excited, but then he was playing almost as, he was the sort of defensive midfielder alongside Luke Young and and Jay Harris. Um, You think there's other games, I think it was was it Dagenham at home, where he was playing almost as a, as a set one of the centre-backs? Like, yeah, he's played in about seven
1: or eight just... positions a season, hasn't he? He's played at full-back, centre-back, center I mean. mid, on the wing, attacking mid, centre-mid. I think he's played up front this as well, is, hasn't he?
0: This is the thing. This is the thing. I think it's very much a case of players being versatile is obviously a very, you know, very useful thing to have in a squad and over the course of a season. You need that flexibility of someone being able to fill in for the odd game in a position. It, it's a useful asset. But I think you don't want a player who it's just that their only thing is that they are versatile and can play in lots of positions. Um, Otherwise, they're kind of just a consistent player, but they're not really going to offer you, you know, that sort of match-wing ability. I mean, someone like, for example, Mark Carrington. But I think with Davis now, now that he's playing as a sort of more attack-minded midfielder and he's got that freedom almost to just do what he can do, because as we've mentioned, he is arguably far and away the most technically gifted player in the squad. I think it is a case that you are now seeing what he can do, and I just I just pray that we can have him next season. I think the the thing as well you have to think obviously with you know the hope of being able to get back in sort of the stadiums and stuff next season. Just the notion of of having a you know a hometown boy playing for us, leading the line, just basically just destroying teams, whatever league we're in. Because as you say, I think if we if we go up and can keep him, he's he's gonna do pretty well at League Two level easily, I would say, Based certainly based off the last few games. Uh, but, you know, even if we don't go up, hopefully we can hold on to him because that is the concern. We obviously have had this so many times down the years of, of these these technical players that, that you know we do lose and you think, oh, well, if we could have just had them for a bit longer. So hopefully Jordan Davis won't be one of those. And as you say, we can see this kind of sort of second half of the season form from him on a sort of more regular basis next season and who knows then he he may be in the debate full player of season full stop
1: yeah exactly I mean I did sort of tongue and tweet a tongue and tongue and cheek tweet that that, uh Halifax hat-trick was like sort of (laughs) Gareth Bale into Milan you know uh, the San Siro he's just been phenomenal the last two three months and even before he sort of started scoring goals he was having a real impact on the team and It is just all down to confidence. He's just completely changing. I remember, um, I think it was after the Halifax game, I'm not sure if he's still doing this now, but he's not changed his shorts since that Halifax hat-trick. I'm not sure if that's still the case, but he used to ask for, uh, this is credit to the Wrexham mix team that I listened to one of the the other weeks. I heard at a halftime discussion, they were saying that after the Halifax game, Jordan Davis would usually ask for a clean pair of shorts for every match, as as you do, but apparently he's quite superstitious and hasn't been washing his shorts.
3: Wow. No one wants to mark him but now, probably. Probably the yeah, shorts probably... smell so bad that no one wants to get near him, so he's just got the freedom of coy Point, the freedom of Wrexham now to do what he wants. The Coydier no, Sensen, yeah. But I think I, uh, I, well, you, when you talked about that into Milan, I made a very, very bad Photoshop that I sent you, and, and you didn't respond as I had hoped so I didn't post anywhere um, so that will forever remain in the in my archives of terrible photoshops but no, I think I think like like James said if he can keep it up and, and can put a full season together then come podcast ne- next season it this will be no there'll be no debate to be had it, it he will be far and away the best player but going back to the debate I think if I think if we if we come down to it we're really between luke young and, and reese or johnson between us i think i think that's fair now. yeah i think that yeah it's got to be I a stretch agree. shootout
1: between hall johnson and young
3: for me and i guess
1: it's almost gonna be like so what the are the, what factor, are the pros it? and
3: cons what are the pros and cons for both of those and for me if i go for it i think reese johnson came in he's been the best fullback the best kind of right back we've had i mean you could you could even argue fullback really since and since you, Albain. but you could also say on well, both no, ends the best fullback in the league you can make the case you can definitely make the case yeah. i mean what second highest defender in the league really if you think about it take away penalties which i'm not i'm not going to take away penalties because obviously count just like any other goal but you know second highest defender and highest scoring defender in the league set us on our way this season and and really set the tone then I'll accept James's point that the con is that he. I think when he's since he's returned from injury, he hasn't quite shown that same, that same burst, that same sort of dynamism that he had at the start of the season. You know, it's a long season, and and it's been gruelling on on the players for sure. But I think if if we are to go up, he still has a big role to play because he's, he's such a lethal asset. And and if I look at Luke Young, I say well. You know, Mister Consistent. For me, he's almost vying with Mark Carrington for that title now. I think he is the the player that who I rarely ever have any doubts about, and I think that that speaks volumes. That I want my player of the season to be someone that I can depend on, home away, you know, Torquay or Hartlepool, wherever we have to go, and Absolutely. and he just and he just yeah. <laughs> I, talking of Ebsweet before, I never got to chuck it in. I was at Ebsweet when I think Dean had just left. And it was Andy Davis who was in charge. It was a night game, or it was it was a late game for sure. And I remember being stood behind the goal. It was raining, and uh, yeah, fans were. a bit, I was I was getting waved off, uh, but not like a typical wave, like a very sweary aggressive wave by about some 13, 14 year fourteen-year-old Halifax, uh, Halifax, fans, but not my finest night. Lost their Halifax fans. Yeah, yeah, no, not not my c- finest. It's because they love good to as well. Oh God! Yeah, but I mean, so yeah, that, was, that was everybody loves. Yeah, that was my own experience at the Cuffwink Stadium. Everybody loves Ebbswil. You're going to say James, don't you dare say it.
0: I, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is Ebbswil even a place? Isn't it like Gravesend or North? That's it. Or Gravesend.
3: You're right. Gravesend. But now, but, now we've taken some like, weird jumpsy decent. This has gone yeah, a hell
1: of a long way from Player of the Season.
3: But no, Player of the Season. <laughs> like... so that there's my case. So that's not, that's my case for me. Rethor Johnson. I think as well, I'm in a way, I'm taking Luke Young a little bit for granted, because he's been here before Resort Johnson's come in and really lit it up for me, and, and he's a player that gets me off my seat and has really excelled, I think. In big moments, I think he's provided big match-winning contributions. Luke Young, I just think, has been his normal self. I think if anything, he's stepped up even more this year with Jay Harris kind of in and out of the lineup and maybe not the dependable leader we've had. Really, the team's built around Luke Young. Yeah, in in that in that middle of the park, and and, and everything, everything's picked around him. Yeah, and I'd say
1: that he is the cliched first name on the team sheet. I really would say that's what Luke Young is. But I guess it just comes down to our our voting now, and the fact that there's three of us means we should have a definitive answer. Um, does anybody want to go first with their their vote for player of the year? I do not want to go I, I first. I can give
0: it a go. Go for it, James. Go for it, James. I'm I'm going to go with Luke Young purely just because. Mm. I think you make a very, very good, like, case for Riesel Johnson, like Nathan. And I think the I thing is, as I say, he's very much been a breath of fresh air in the sense of I think I don't know about you guys, but when we sign players, a lot of them you kind of you vaguely know the name, but you've never really watched them play, and you kind of you look at the teams they've played for, and you know why they've been released, and what their fans are saying of the other teams, and you kind of you, you judge judge it off that, and I think. I wasn't really expecting him to be as good as he's been Um, and I think obviously this isn't any discredit to him I think he's been an extremely astute signing and I think it would surprise me an awful lot if within potentially even a couple of months if he isn't playing in the Football League um, you know hopefully that will be with us but I think you look at his career history of being at Northampton and stuff and he's clearly someone that can play at a higher level Um, but I think just for me with Luke Young in the sense of I'm basing this on the idea of we've mentioned consistency, but also you have to look at it and think if we do go up, you know, yes, okay, a lot of his goals are from the spot, but I think if you look at it from the situation of there's been games that he has stepped up and he's won us the game. And I think in terms of, you know, okay, it might be a penalty, um, I think off the top of my head I seem to remember was it older shot?
3: All um, the shot one I nil
0: yeah. I, yeah yeah, yeah I, that, was was a, just, that was a like against,
3: that. that was a stunner against that was a stunner against all the shot Old the shot was the one where uh, I think Jamie Record lays it off edge of the box and he just drills it flat hard and low into the bottom corner we win one nil you think that's where we are now with the points differential I mean that's three big points at home but by, by Luke Young doing what he does best outside the box it wasn't it
0: it's been a long season has not it Jesus it's been a hell of a long season yeah it's been a long, yeah. long season <laughs> that is, it's, yeah I, I, yeah anyway um i think I've, i missed I miss that game but i remember saying afterwards yeah um but I, I the point i'm trying to make is i think you look at as you say the points difference obviously how tight it is in the playoffs you look at that game um and other games as well that that we have won i mean certainly in recent weeks the Solihull game a couple of weeks ago which yeah. i think you know despite where where you know i think that was that was a big three points um you know and i think you look at how we've been playing in recent weeks. And I just feel like Luke Young is someone, as we say, I think Hall Johnson is... I feel really bad saying this because, you know, he's dropped off in the sense of the standard he was at. And he hasn't dropped off. He's dropped he's from like an
1: relative. eight to a seven, hasn't he? Like, he's not gone too... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can
3: accept I can accept that, James. I can accept that he's, he's dipped slightly from what he was. I can accept that as, a, as an argument for sure.
0: Yeah. But I, I think, as I say, this is the thing is I feel like Young hasn't. And I think just ultimately with Young, it's just... It is a safe choice, but we've said this, you know, a couple of times on this pod. He's a safe choice for a reason. He's arguably the first name on the team sheet, and if if he was to leave, you really would look at the team and you'd think that's a that's a huge loss. Um, you know, if he wasn't in that midfield, you do almost look at it and think, well, you know, what will we do? And I I think for me, that is something that that's kind of just what what seals it for me. Plus, also the fact that if you look back on the season and we do we do end up going up, you know, we just get in the playoffs. I feel like that's going to be a big reason. Of that is because of the games that Luke Young has won for us.
1: Nate, you going to make it.
3: Dead, a dead I feel. Like I, feel like, I feel it like. Means... I feel like. I know what you're going to do. I'm. I'm going to make it a deadlock, just to put. Just to basically put it on you to be the person who decides who Rob Ryan Red is giving Player of the Season to, and then therefore I can take no blame because you. You've taken the decision. So yeah, I'm going to go with Reese Hall Johnson. Everything James has said spot on, you know, completely accurate that he has dipped I think from the injury but also like James said, we signed so much crap you know we signed so many players who are absolutely terrible. I think of people like every time I think of terrible players that Wrexham sign, I always come back to Callum Powell. You know Mills had that spell where he was just signing like Anthony Barry, Bakari, yeah, like Callum Baby Powell. Like, anyone that Jake's yeah, anyone that Jake Spate represented, like we seemed the to curve. just be buying whatever yeah. Jake Spate was selling. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know why I've brought Callum Powell up on the pod um, when we're talking about Player of the Season. Uh, but yeah, Riesel Johnson, I think for me, has hit the ground running and and is the type of player that I I'm desperate to see Wrexham have more of, which for me. It's similar to that Kelleher type argument that ready-made football league players that want to be at the club. For me, Riso Johnson mm. plays with a freedom that I think it really is kind of different to Keats Ball, that you know that a lot of us moan about so often. That he plays with such a forward-thinking mentality that you know he and I feel like he's one of those players which will take on. You know, he will go to the byline and he will take his man on. So often I've got used to players just turning back inside, giving it to Young, the cross-field switch. I, I'm desperate to see more players, especially wingers and, and wing-backs, just commit their man. You know what I mean? Go, right, let's have a foot race and I'm going to beat you. And I feel like with Rhys johnson he does give you that. And I feel like maybe just because on the other side, on the left side, we, we've looked, you know, we've looked a bit weaker in recent weeks. Maybe I've come to appreciate more what Reece or Johnson has done. But I think for me, he'd be a more than worthy winner. You know, I, I, I could easily make the case for Young, and I could easily have gone with that, but I wanted to make Rich's life difficult, and so that's what I've done.
1: Thank you very much. You've been doing it for years, so it's good to to carry on that tradition, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah, like you said, I think that's that's the point. It's The good thing this season, which we maybe didn't have last season, is last year... Luke Young was, would have almost been like embarrassed to win player of the year because he was just the best of a bad bunch. It was such an underwhelming season. But this season, it's going to go to a player who really has earned it and, and done it for a, a lot of reasons. Like you said, the, the mitigation for Reese Hall-Johnson, he, he's a new player in a new environment. We had lots of doubts about him. He's made a style of play which doesn't usually work in the National League, work, and the reason it's taken us so long to replace Obeng isn't necessarily just down to bad recruitment Okay, a big part of it is, but it's because those players are such a rarity at this level and Rhys Hall-Johnson has revolutionised our, our full-back play really and he's added an extra dimension to our game and just as games could be won and lost by individuals and points would be gained through goals and penalty decisions etc, a lot of it will come from the new style of play which is implemented with with the full so Reese Hall-Johnson deserves a huge credit for that, but then you know ultimately for me player of the season has to go to that person who if they weren't in the team you'd notice notice their absence the most and for me that is the heartbeat of the team and that that is luke young most minutes played most appearances top goal scorer our last six games which were unbeaten in he scored four goals like james said the two penalties against sully moors okay they might be just penalties but the amount of players that we've had in the past who wouldn't have converted them both. It's the fact he makes everything so easy and he's so reliable as well. The fact he gets goals out of nowhere, the fact that he can drag us when we need him. You know, he digs deep. He's not just an attacking threat, but defensively he's sound as well. He wins the ball back. He then lays it off. He brings others into the game. He gives them rallying cries and on the pitch he is a leader. And that's something which we, cliche to say that we don't always have. He's someone who Rexham fans love because he plays like one of us. And for me, that's why, ultimately, There can only be one player this season, and for me, it's Luke Young. And by definition, two votes to one, it is Luke Young. Any complaints? A
3: worthy worthy winner. I could easily have gone along with Luke Young. He's a a worthy winner, and I think like you both said, just to to succinctly sum it up, that you take him out of the team and I feel like our midfield probably collapses.
1: Yeah, I think the whole team collapses really because... And like we said, that's why Keats loves him because Keats is a midfield, a former midfielder himself and he knows exactly what it is. Some days, Luke Young is our Keats. Some days, he's our prime Jay Harris. Some days, you know, he goes into Don Vo's mode. He, he's got a bit of everything. He can do all, all all the jobs in midfield. He's got a bit of everything, a bit of stardust. But ultimately, he plays with his heart on the sleeve and he plays for the for the crest. And that's all you want as a fan. So the first ever Rob Ryan Red player this season is Luke Young, and like we said earlier, maybe not one we're going to get into right now, but he's probably going to win goal the season as well because he just scores Humdingers, doesn't he?
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. If you've got very any much. standout goals, James. Yeah, I mean I, mean, you got, I mean, I can buy you some time to have a think. I mean, Dior Angus has had a couple of very good volleys. Jordan Davis away at Halifax has got a couple of contenders, especially the one sort of on the half volley. Yeah, is very half volley. nice. I, I think Luke Young away at Barnet is a real contender for me. I think that's that's a stunner. I honestly think that his his goal that won the game against Boreham Wood, Luke Young's free kick, keeper doesn't even move, top corner. I think that's right up there, and the older shot one. It's it's basically the Luke Young award. I don't know why I'm having a debate with myself about it. To be yeah, it's,
1: it's Luke Young featuring Dior Angus for me. That's what it is like one little cameo Dior from Angus, him. Yeah. Give
3: him a verse, but
1: yeah, it's maybe that's one for the other week. But James, we we mentioned it there that that sort of that there were three sort of candidates now they're down to two but there's also the fact that the, there's that different caliber kwame and jordan davis both deserve shout outs and special mentions for, for what they've done this season but i guess ultimately the the exciting thing is that we have got a lot of the season left and a lot of time for so, someone to become a hero so have any of you got anything else you want to add on luke young before we go
0: I think, I mean, this is more general, but I think it's nice how we've been able to have this debate and hopefully people have enjoyed listening to us, you know, discussing all of these players and all these names we're throwing in, whereas obviously, you know, you don't really want last season to be the standard, but you look back to last season where it was almost like, I remember voting in the club, you know, the sort of player season poll email that went round and almost looking at it and thinking like, Jesus, you just can't look at it and think, what the you know, what am I doing? Because... There was nobody last season, other than really Luke Young, that you could look at and think, "Well, it, you know." It was almost the point where it was like nobody deserves to win it, and I think it's so nice and it shows the sort of progress that's been made, and just in general how this season's gone that we're able to sit here and talk about, you know, like I say, you know, I'm kind of the same as Nathan. I obviously went with Young, but it could have very easily been Hall Johnson had he not been injured. Kwame, I think, would have a stronger stronger argument, obviously. As I say, it's like, you know, we've gone into the Keller debate. He's another one that's in there. And just in, like, you know, little spells as well, Pearson coming back has been a big difference. You know, Laynton has, has obviously just been Laynton. I, th- I think, in fairness, I mean, I'm not a, a big fan of Christian Dibble, but he's kept sort of nine clean sheets, I think, which, you know, all due respect. If, if we go up, that's, you know, it's not all down to him, but he's not player of the season. But he's somebody that, again, it's, I think it's just nice that we have a squad now that is actually. reasonably all right i think that is you know it's quite a sort of open point to end on for me but i think it's just nice that we're able to have this discussion and it isn't just like a sort of a minute chat of you know almost you know (laughs) who's the worst player in the squad you know what i
3: mean yeah last season would have just been a kind of 60 seconds like who's the least bad yeah, uh, but but as yeah. always, do get in do get in touch with you know on our social at Rob Ryan Red We'll on put our own poll out as well just before we post. Yeah, this. we'll put our poll out, at Rob Ryan Red on Twitter, and you can let us know your thoughts are there, and you know whether you agree with us, whether we've made any sense with our points. I'm sure we all have. And email is robryanred at gmail dot com. So Rich, I mean, I, I guess he, uh, that wraps it up for us.
1: Yeah, it does for another season. Let's hope it's as. His- debated next year and let's hope like, like James hit him nail on the head god it's nice to actually have a conversation which got a valid argument behind it because like you said last year was it was just a no contest and for all the wrong reasons but you've got to give credit for the way this team has proven us all wrong as well this season who knows they could yet prove us wrong as well and it could still be a very special season, in which case, who knows, they'll go down in history as one of the, the sides that you know, we'd never forget. We'd remember every single player in the squad. But yeah, let us know what you think on the socials as always. Rob Brown Red, on Twitter, as Nathan said, RobbrownRed at gmail.com as well. We'll read all your feedback, get back to it as well. Thank you very much for joining us on this special edition, James. Thank you very much for joining us as well. We'll have you back on when your documentary about the dark years of Wrexham uh, is broadcast as well.
0: That that sounds good. I mean, as always, it's very nice chatting to you both.
1: As always, please do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll see you again
0: next time.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 16-123. 116 That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go.